You're listening to Adapt and Thrive, a survival guide for the modern marketer with hosts Tom and Kate. Your survival guide begins now. Welcome back to Adapt and Thrive, a survival guide for the modern marketer. I am Kate Peters. I'm Tom Gallego. And we have a special guest today. We're so excited. This is our first guest actually in studio. We've had quite a few awesome guests, but they've all dialed in remotely. So today we are joined by Mackenzie Ratson, who, if you want to introduce yourself, Mackenzie? Yes, I'm our associate paid media director. I'm looking way too much at the camera, but I'm very excited to be here today and talk about Amazon. We're excited to have you. So thank you for coming. Um, and yeah, I mean, they always say that three is a crowd and I think three is a party. Three is a party. <laughs> well, especially when it comes to Amazon advertising, right? Yeah, These, we're going to talk about Amazon today. And really great information and um, strategies that uh, marketers will really want to know because Amazon is a mysterious platform, is it not? McKenzie? Sure is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Amazon's a beast. I feel like, every, like if, if you're listening and you already know that Amazon's a beast, then you know. But if you don't and you have a brand or business that you own or you're marketing for and you don't have an Amazon strategy, this episode is basically going to tell you exactly what you should do for your Amazon strategy. So um, you can thank us later and <laughs> we're just going to dive right into it, I think. Great. Let's get going. Alrighty. So eight strategies to implement for your Amazon marketing ASAP. Mackenzie, you are our resident Amazon expert. So that's why we brought you on because Tom and I can talk about it all day, but we probably just talk about the recent things that we've ordered. Um, which is I can do that fun. too. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing to ask people when I meet them is like an icebreaker is like, what's the last thing you ordered on Amazon? Cause it, you can tell so much about someone. By That's that. a good question. I like that. Yeah. Um, okay. So the first step strategy that we have is defining your target market and demo. So this one sounds relatively obvious for marketing. Like you always want to know your target audience. But my question for you is what, what are the most important elements of a target demo? I'm sure Tom, you could also, also add some notes to that. And, and does Amazon allow you to get as granular with your ads as like Facebook would like mm -hmm. is what is Amazon like when it comes to, to like targeting exactly who you want to target? It does. And it's actually a little different than some of the other platforms. So essentially um, with Amazon, you can not only target people based on demographic and what they've purchased before, what they're interested in, what kind of hobbies and interests and age, gender, things like that, like you can on any other platform. But also um, you can target them based off of their previous shopping habits. So this is something that's a little different than other platforms because Basically, you can go on to Amazon and retarget people who purchase something similar. So if you're trying to sell a water bottle that is alkaline, then you can go through and target people who have purchased a different brand of alkaline water. So it's a little different than it is on other platforms because on Facebook, you can only retarget people who have actually bought your product before, but on Amazon, you can retarget people who have bought similar products. So it allows you to really niche down and target the people that you're trying to reach. Interesting. Excellent. Last thing I purchased, it came yesterday, <laughs> was a chipmunk hand puppet, a stuffed chipmunk hand puppet. Try and beat that, you guys. So <laughs> if, if feather hand puppet Manufacturer. I'm not going to tell you why I got this thing. It's crazy. I don't know if I'm, I'm going to ask a lot of follow-up questions. It's a prop. It's a prop uh, for a project we're doing. But anyways, yeah. I mean, I imagine I'm going to get stuffed animal um, ads now, right? You sure will. You're going to have a very interesting demographic now on Amazon. So 
Yeah. Yeah, because this sucker costs thirty five bucks. If you well, can I feel that. like too with how competitive Amazon is, like and how there is like there has to be a statistic that like for every one product there's like thirty different versions. Totally. So it's like I feel like that's a great feature of Amazon because mm-hmm. people do there are so many competitors to shop from that like that's such a benefit. Well that's for the shopper and and that's the you know um yeah qu- uh, quality service price model. Theirs is all about service, right? Because you get the stuff it was supposed to be here on Thursday, my my chipmunk, right? Has it arrived? <laughs> it came yesterday. It came yesterday. So now listen, that's a function of service. We love Amazon. It's the standard. It's the gold standard in, in shopping, right? Online shopping. So everything is measured against against Amazon. And it's interesting because while that can be a great attribute for a, um, a shopper, multiple product parity and, and commoditization and all this these products, right, that are very similar and you can make. It's tough if you're selling on on Amazon, right, mm-hmm. Mackenzie? I mean, because then branding becomes so important. Yeah, I know we're talking a bit about content later on in our conversation. So that's something that I definitely have some notes on to talk about. Um, I think it is really important to be able to stand out as a product because there are so many options. And I think that's something that consumers are facing as a whole. We're just getting so many options of things to buy, brands to buy, so many choices that people are overwhelmed. And so we want to make sure that we're positioning our brands in a way that sets them apart and makes them the obvious choice for the consumer. That's so important. And I'm going to comment on this, Kate, because we see when when new clients, clients come to us for Amazon shopping, we see that's the biggest... Um, area that they need help with is, mm-hmm. is in branding. Mm-hmm. They haven't really figured it out. They haven't paid attention to it. There's like, oh, we're on Amazon. Let's just sell stuff, right? But we notice that branding becomes uh, a really a key element of conversions. Mm-hmm. And they haven't, they haven't, they're really f- behind the curve on that. So we mm-hmm. try and catch them up and we try and make them aware of it. We have a new client coming on next year where branding is a key, key component because um, what they sell is being sold by a lot of different um, customers and brands. Um, branding is really important in this, in this uh, category, this product space. Um, but also, they're at a high price point. Mm-hmm. So they have to really justify this, this, this price point, mm-hmm. right? So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think branding gets labeled as kind of a nice to have a lot of the time, but I think in reality, it's much more tied to conversions than consumers and businesses realize a lot of the time. So I think that while oftentimes the idea is just kind of to get a conversion, um, branding is a big part of that, especially on Amazon, because, um, and that's when we'll get into reviews, into content, into things like that. But all of these are branding elements that can really help you to sell your product on Amazon specifically. Yeah. So cool. Okay. (laughs) Let's move on to uh, the second strategy. So this one is all about SEO. So talk to us a little about SEO when it comes to your Amazon product pages, your Amazon storefront, what have you. So SEO is one of those buzzwords that everyone knows they should be doing, but they don't know exactly what it is a lot of the time or how it 
applies to a lot of the different platforms. So um, one thing I like to say a lot is that YouTube is the biggest um, search engine after Google because people are searching for content there. And so when you're creating YouTube content, for example, you want to make sure that it's SEO optimized and that people are searching for your content and finding it. And it's the same on Amazon. So on Amazon, um, people are searching for the products they're looking for and you wanna do a lot of keyword research and make sure that you're really optimizing your pages so that when someone searches for the product that you provide, it's showing up in a timely manner. It's popping up to that top of the page. And also Amazon is finding it relevant to consumers because the more they click on the page, the more Amazon will show it to people. So that's kind of a really important aspect of Amazon marketing. Interesting. Yeah, I have a question. I'm just curious because the, you know, the algorithms for um, Google are closely guarded secret, you know, it's top world secrets. It's, it's, mm -hmm. a, you know, Instagram is too. We just, I spend so much of my day trying to just hack the Instagram algorithm. Yeah. It's just like, I'm never going to do it. <laughs> yep. TikTok's the same way, right? Yes. You know, mm -hmm. is Amazon the same way? Is it very secretive about how their algorithms are, um, you know, SEO and, you know, rank things? Sure is. Sadly, these platforms wouldn't be the platforms if they weren't really secretive and a little complicated. But um, the nice thing about Amazon is because it's so purchase based, we are able to get a little more specific with keywords and kind of figure out what people are searching for. Whereas on a lot of the other platforms, people are looking for more entertainment content, things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's less specific to a buying pattern. Whereas Amazon is very, very specific to just conversions for the most part. So we are able to narrow down a little bit. Cool. Love it. All right. Get on your SEO peeps. <laughs> okay. Number three, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, define your pricing strategy. So like you mentioned, Tom, we have someone coming on in the new year that has a product that is very high quality, that is very much deserving of the price tag, but it is in a very saturated market. So we're going to have to be very strategic about how right. we brand them to make sure they stand out. So if you are new to Amazon, um, how would you do like a quick pricing audit? How would you make sure that you, you are priced right and that you're standing out from competitors? Yeah, I think doing a lot of competitor research and understanding where the average price is in the market is really important to kind of have that initial baseline. And then understanding if you are charging a bit more than your competitors, why? What is the value you're bringing? What is the difference that your product can bring that other products cannot? And really making sure you're stressing and emphasizing that on your page. So um, a lot of people will go on Amazon compare a bunch of different products. And if you're not making it readily available and obvious why your product is better than others, they're going to choose the cheaper product. So it's just really important to add that up front as soon as you can. Yeah, I think that's important. And it's done through through the descriptions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The also the <laughs> it's funny, the um, the little thumbnail, you know, images and videos, those should be high quality mm -hmm. if you if your price point is is high. Mm -hmm and probably fairly low quality or medium, at least um, if your price point's low. Um, I see, oftentimes I see really just not good content images or videos for high price products. Mm -hmm. um, sadly, the chipmunk I ordered had a really, <laughs> really <chipmunk>. high <laughs> quality video and it looked really great. Now it came, it wasn't even packaged. It was in a plastic bag. 
Mm-hmm. And um, it was all smashed. Oh, and, Amazon. <laughs> yeah, it's Amazon, right? But um, so it didn't really meet the expectations of the price point because it was the higher higher quality. We're buying a, bought it for a, a prop for a mm-hmm. client project. Um, so we're gonna, you know, we're looking at quality there. But um, yeah, it's interesting. You know, uh, I think that uh, that little step of the write up, the, the description. As well as the the images and video, if if you've got that, as as well as the packaging, it should reflect the the price point. Agreed, and I think something we're going to get into later too is customer reviews, which I think are also a big That's indicator our next one. of quality. Oh, That's great! What a lead in. So strategy number <laughs> four. <laughs> yeah, strategy number four is to have a review strategy. Yep. So everyone thinks of reviews when they think of Amazon. Mm-hmm. Like that's where you go to find reviews. In my opinion, that's right. what I do. So yeah. what are some ways that people can leverage reviews? How do you collect them? How do you do so in a way that isn't against the rules? Because I know Amazon is also has some like red tape that they set up with that. Yes. So that is a good segue. Um, Basically with reviews, that's also a good differentiator between a high quality and low quality product. Personally, when I'm on Amazon and I'm looking through a couple products and trying to decide what to do, I will look at reviews and even if a product is a little more expensive, if the reviews are all saying worth the price, it was great, would buy it again, and the cheaper product is saying do not buy this, waste of money, I'm going to buy the more expensive product. So reviews are extremely important on Amazon, also for your algorithm so that Amazon shows your content and you're proving that you're relevant and satisfactory to consumers. So um, Amazon does not allow you to pay for or incentivize reviews. And that's kind of for obvious reasons, because um, if they did, then large companies could just pay a ton of money, have a bunch of reviews out there, and it would be very skewed. So instead, they want honest feedback from your clients. So we really recommend um, once you have a product that you feel really comfortable and confident about, sending follow-ups after someone has received that product and asking them to simply write about their experience. And if you're confident in the quality of what you've put out, then Hopefully they'll also be happy with the product that they've received. And um, if they're not, that's also a good indication that maybe the way you're advertising it is incorrect or maybe the way you're promising or um, selling it is incorrect. So I think that provides really good feedback for you either way. Yeah, those, those are good points, mm-hmm. really good points. Um, kind of goes back to that product description too. And you know, if you're positioning as a premium item, but it's, it's really not, you know, the price mm-hmm. point's low. And then, you know, people have, uh, consumers sometimes have uh, um, expectations that are a little out of whack. So they'll mm-hmm. they'll buy it at this low price point, maybe un- undercut the market, and they get it in because they think it's premium and it's not. Then they, they're going to hammer you on reviews, right? Mm-hmm. I see that. Yeah. Definitely. Even something as simple as like adding the, if it's, you're selling a mirror, like make sure you have all the different dimensions, like very clearly mm. outlined or else people are going to, yeah. cause one thing with Amazon is people is like, it's so small. It came and it's came and it's so small. Like, uh-huh. you know, like it's like mini, it's like mini versions of everything. Like my chipmunk. Yeah. Was like, so, your chipmunk, so small like right. that. You wouldn't have to leave that review if you had better expectations that you got from the description. Right. Yeah. Um, quick thing before we segue, a couple ways to get reviews is like you had mentioned, follow up with your customers, send them an email, thank them for their purchase, put a little printout mailer in the package itself with like a QR code, put a QR code on the actual product. So if you're selling like lotion, put a little QR code on the back. That's like, leave us a review on Amazon, whatever. 
Um, there's a bunch of clever ways that you can do it. So just leverage anywhere you can to drive people to Amazon to leave a review. Cool. Number five. We also kind of touched on this one earlier. This is about um, product images. So not just images too. I know that we, you know, obviously you have to have a nice image that's going to grab someone's attention from a catalog. Um, but my question for you is, is there other type of content? Obviously having a high res Im image is important, mm -hmm. but is there other types of ways you can leverage content on your product page or your Amazon storefront? Like UGC, for example, we've seen, we've seen people add like TikToks to their Amazon storefront. So what does that kind of look like to you? Yeah, I think it's about telling the story of your brand and letting people know what the difference is like we had talked about. I think that when I start with a new client, a question I really like to ask is what sets you apart from other competitors in your industry? Because it's really interesting to see what they perceive as their difference and also what they can offer and why they did create this product and what need they're trying to fill that isn't already being filled in this market. So I think that that's kind of what we're trying to also convey when we put content on an Amazon page. So we want to put content out there that really tells the story, why the brand was created, what benefit the brand can bring to you, why this product is different, why it's special, and any way that can kind of engage and make sense for your demographic and your product is really great. So whether that's videos, whether that's um, you know, clever copy, whether that's adding in SEO keywords that really fit. Um, it really just depends on the client, but I think that staying true to what you're actually selling and staying true to the mission of your brand and what you're trying to convey is really important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sum it up as, as uh, positioning, really, it really, we've talked about that in multiple podcasts. In our last episode, actually. So it, if you was, missed it, check out our last episode. <laughs> yeah. Positioning so important when you have, um, a lot of competition in a space, you know, telling what, telling the consumer what's unique about your product is so important. And some, some brands haven't really figured that out. Right. You know, and, um, or they haven't figured it out and found a way to articulate it. So, uh, it's one of the things we do really well as an agency, as we mm -hmm. position our clients, we do, we have a brand positioning workshop we work with them on and, um, uh, it can, it can make a big difference in, um, sorting out, um, the, you know, what I call commoditization or, um, product parity, you know, mm -hmm. ma making mm -hmm. their product special. Yeah. You know? We have a so. lot of clients that can tell us like what they sell and like who their target demo is. But if you're like, how does your product make people feel? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, well, that's right. a problem. Like <laughs> you need to have that part of your story and which is literally what falls into brand branding and brand positioning. So yeah, cool. Good stuff. All right. So now that we have our product pages and our storefronts optimized, we've got SEO, we've got photos, we've got reviews. How do we drive people to our products and with, Tip number six with this <laughs> Amazon advertising. So yes. one of the biggest strategies is obviously set up ads in Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, so chat with us a little bit about that. What are some tips you have for marketers that are new to this? What kind of ads can you run in Amazon? I have no idea personally. Like I am 
I have no idea what, what it's like there. Yeah, it's a no wild, worries. It's the Wild West. <laughs> it kind of is, but um, there is some order to it, so I'll explain. So there are a couple different types of ads that you can run. The first is search. So that's probably what you're thinking of when you're thinking of an Amazon ad. So search is kind of what we talked about earlier with keywords, and usually that's going to be about 20% of your advertising budget is spent on search ads because... Um, the people who are searching for your product are likely to convert, but there is going to be a limited amount of people who are searching certain keywords. So you can't use your whole budget there because it will at some point just um, run out. So um, then we go into sponsored products, which are usually attributed to about 70% of your advertising budget. So sponsored products are when an individual product is spotlighted based off of targeting or um, a keywords or history that a user has engaged with on the Amazon platform. So that's when we can target people who um, we have certain demographic qualities in, age, gender, location, things like that, um, and have the ads kind of pop up. And that's the most traditional example I can give of what ads look like on other platforms too. So it's most similar to maybe a Facebook ad where you target an audience and the display ad pops up. Um, so and these then are like actual ads, like a yeah. banner with its own creative, not mm -hmm. like just the product in the catalog with like the featured banner. It's, it's, yeah, it's a featured up. Uh, it'll pop up a little earlier, um, like on the sidebar when you're looking at your Amazon page. Yes. Those are the products that are just popping Got up on the it. side. Like okay. you also might be interested in, and you're like, dang it, I am interested in that. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the goal there. Um, and then the final one is sponsored display. So um, that is usually retargeting and that's kind of what we get into um, with the topic earlier we talked about where with retargeting, you can retarget people who have bought from your brand before. So maybe someone who bought something that could be a subscription, but they only purchased it once, they'll be retargeted when it would make sense for them to buy another product or um, has bought something similar from a competitor and you wanna get your brand up there instead. And it's interesting because usually that's only about 10% of the budget because again, it's a limited field, but 61% of brands are actually using this strategy. So if you're not using this strategy, then other brands are gonna pop up and steal away your customers. So you wanna make sure you're definitely doing that. Good point. Love it. Mic drop. <laughs> well, I've sold. I, sold, right. I've, I've been, um, I've migrated to those ads and I, I bought products where I was intending to buy another one. So I've, I've been um, kind of first hand kind of result of that. So it's, it is a key strategy that I don't think a lot of um, folks are, are using out there. Yeah. Okay. So you're a sucker for an Amazon ad. Yeah. I'm a sucker for strategy number seven, which is Amazon affiliate marketing. So I uh, ran some data and <laughs> Zipia recently reported that 53% of all Amazon sales come from am affiliate marketing. So this is basically affiliates and influencers that have their own Amazon storefronts where they can link products. And then if they sell the products off those pages, they get a commission. And influencers make a killing for this. Like I know people that have that can make up to you know five to ten thousand dollars a month in just Amazon affiliate money. 
And I personally have two influencers that I follow like religiously. And anytime I need something, I literally will go to their Amazon page and see what they've recently added. Mm -hmm. So if I need like a new workout outfit, if I need a gift idea for a friend, (laughs) if I need new like lotion or if I need a new home decor, like a vase, they just post everything in their life they buy on Amazon and then I buy it. And they get a cut and Amazon makes sales. Mm -hmm. So setting up an affiliate marketing strategy is incredibly important. I feel like this is probably the one that I would say is most important because this is the one I shop the most. Um, But that is number seven. So Amazon affiliates. Over half, half the sales are are a result of that. Yeah, I know. That's incredible. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because I think people almost (coughs) like to buy from an affiliate because they want that influencer to get money back. Because sometimes you've been following someone for years and you're like, well, how are they making money? So when they post a link to something you want to buy, you're like, oh, let me get it from their link specifically. Yeah, Yeah, right. Totally. All right. Last one as we wrap up here is number eight, get your social media marketing up and running. So this one seems like a no brainer, but... I am curious, do people run paid ads on other social networks to direct people to Amazon? They sure do. Um, And I have. And it is really interesting. Um, With previous clients, I've done a lot of A-B testing between having someone go to a website where a product is being sold and then having someone go to Amazon links. And the Amazon links outweigh and win almost every single time. Mm. Um, And the reason is because people trust the Amazon platform. So This is so, I got to jump in here. Do it. Because it flies in the face of everything we normally um, communicate and teach, right? That um, because then you're sending them to the evil empire, if you (laughs) want to call Amazon that, um, (laughs) affectionately, (laughs) yeah, affectionately, Um, and then and then all the well, most of the strategies we've talked about previously would mean that they maybe get stolen away by a competitor, right? So yeah, it is sure. so interesting that you do that, but you said the key thing that I think th- the only thing that kind of squares with me a little bit is that Amazon's so trusted mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, but gosh, it just bums me out really because I want that client, I want the brand that we represent to hold that sale, not direct them to Amazon, but you're saying a lot of, a lot of brands are doing this and they're winning. It's true. It does bum me out as well. But I think that the reason why it works is you already have an account on Amazon. You don't have to enter in all of your information. If you have Prime, you're now getting free shipping. Um, And it comes like tomorrow or two days. Totally. It comes faster. Um, This is why Amazon is beating out everybody else. It just is so convenient. And I think convenience is really valued right now, especially with online shopping. Um, and then also the fact that you trust the Amazon platform, um, you probably have purchased things from there before. Whereas if you're getting targeted with a cold ad of a brand, you don't know, you're much less likely to go in, enter all your information, put in your address, your credit card, things like that. than just to go to Amazon where you already have that all stored and you trust it and then just check out and get free shipping. So it's a no brainer a lot of the time. So Mackenzie comment. You too, Kate, because um, you're smarter than me too. I'm like the dumbest guy in the room right now. But, um, and, and I made that comment, Evil Empire, earlier, and I hope, you know, Jeff Bezos doesn't call me <laughs> up. But, um, 
you're not as a brand. You have no access to any of that data or information if if a, a customer buys it on Amazon. You are completely shut out from that data. Where if they bought it on your own your platform, your e-commerce platform, you would have all that data. But when it comes down to just conversion, Amazon's going to win, right? And that's the thing that kind of bums me out that you're, you know, the lifetime value of that customer. Um, is severely limited, I think, because they're in that they're in the Amazon platform where they can choose from anything at mm-hmm. any time. And if they ever go repurchase, they're they're susceptible to a lot of these tactics we've looked at earlier. Um, rather than you kind of owning that relationship with the customer on your platform, so just like you to comment on that, um, you know, aspect of of Amazon. Yeah, it's kind of a double-edged sword. I think that in some regards, completely, I think that purchasing from a brand side itself does create affinity for the brand, loyalty to the brand, things like that. However, I think on Amazon, there are certain benefits. Um, One being that you can easily set up up subscriptions. So that is a way that you can kind of recurringly get these same products. And I know I've done that before for things that I know I'm just going to want every month. Um, If it's like a lotion or a detergent or something like that, that I'm going to just keep using, I'll just set up these to go out. And if those can go out automatically and the customer doesn't even have to choose that every month, that's a win for the consumer. Um, Additionally, there is some tracking that can be done as far as conversion tracking on Amazon. It's not quite as in depth as you can do on your own site, but If you're running ads, there is a DSP and a background platform that you can track some of the conversions from and some of the data and demographics and things like that. So all is not lost on Amazon when it comes to tracking and retaining customers. That's good to know. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't know it was it was that available. I didn't either. Yeah. You're teaching us so much. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> well, thank you, Mackenzie, for coming on with us. I feel like this was so helpful. I if I ever have my own brand, I'll be sure to call you. I got you. <laughs> You're just gonna walk around the corner to her desk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey girl. I'm gonna start making chipmunks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's obviously a, a, a market. <laughs> Absolutely. And just let everybody know out there that uh, Mackenzie's is a value valued member of our team. And uh, she really runs uh, such a great department for us um, that that really delivers great KPIs for our clients and brands. So Thank thanks, you. Mackenzie. So call us if you need anything. <laughs> yep. Give us a call. I appreciate it, everyone. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Adapt and Thrive. Tom? thanks everybody catch you next time have a good one thanks for listening to this episode of adapt and thrive a survival guide for the modern marketer if you liked what you've heard subscribe and drop a comment on what topics you'd like to hear in future episodes good luck out there marketers until next time